It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, and welcome to the Metaphysical Mastery Podcast with uh, Kate and Peggy Nelligan, a mother-daughter duo. I am Kate. I am an equine-partnered life coach, an animal communicator, author, and speaker. And I'm excited to introduce you again to my mom. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I am currently the director of the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey. Um, We're in New Jersey, and um, we deal with many classes and courses in metaphysics and parapsychology, and this is one of the topics that we find is really critical that we want people to know how to deal with it in their lives. Yeah, so today's topic is called Staying Grounded, and it's really about grounding and centering. We're going to go through some questions and then some tips. Uh, It feels like perfect time to do it with everything going on in the world, with holidays coming up, uh, depending on when you listen to this, and with all things, whatever you end up teaching, I always find you end up having to practice because we had to change this uh, podcast a couple of different times for things outside of our control um and i personally feel like i've been tested to stay grounded a lot the last couple of weeks um for different reasons and so i'm excited to listen to you and hear your wisdom today mom and the metaphysical wisdom and share it with our listeners so let's get this started um yeah so what is grounding let's just start from the Okay, we'll start um, at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting that word can mean different things to different people and it basically means two different things. One is being fully present in your physical body. Um, sometimes the word centering is used in place of grounding, but that's what it means. Just being open to the expansive part of you, including your body as well as your mind and your heart and your spirit. Um That's one meaning of grounding. The other meaning of grounding, and sometimes another word is used in place of it, and that is earthing. And it's being connected actually to the physical earth in in one way or another. So grounding can mean both of those, being present in your physical body and being actually grounded to physical earth. I love it. And we also think about centering. When I think about centering, I often wonder, like, is there a center of the body that you feel like is important for that, for centering in general? Well, a lot of times, especially in religions, they talk about the center being the soul, the spiritual center um, connected to your body. People talk about the brain being the center of your mental body. Um, your heart being the center of your emotional body. So, you know, in metaphysics, we talk about having seven bodies and um, and only one dense physical body, but the others are part of who we are and make us up, our mental body and emotional body and so on. So, you know, we not only have these dense physical parts like a brain and a heart, 
um, and a physical body, but we also have these um, more metaphysical bodies that surround us and interpenetrate us as well. So when you talk about centering or grounding, you're really talking about it in all these different realms, not just in the physical body, although grounding for most people is talking about the physical body. Yeah, and I feel like centering in the heart is important. We've had a heart intelligence podcast before our topic. Um, I also feel like grounding is so much about feeling our legs and feeling our, our feet and being kind of in the lower half of our body since we live so much in the mental realm. Um, I find so many people come to me because they're like an overthinking um, I'm overdoing or like I'm so cerebral or I can't feel my body. I can't get back into it. And I know I lived like that for a long time in corporate America. I felt like I was a walking head. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. centering and grounding has actually been like the greatest thing I probably could do or teach or help people with. That's, And I also, we've called it earthing, grounding and centering, but I also call it getting present right? Like just mm-hmm. being coming present is another form of grounding. It's a little different. Pre- being present is like a mindfulness and grounding is actually more specific to like real connection with the ground, with the earth. But right. um, yeah. So, the physical. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about um, like how do we know when we're not grounded? What have you personally experienced and then what have you, how have you read like and studied this? Yeah. Well, you, you alluded to several of them, right? When you were talking before, you know, the overthinking things that happens to be one of my favorite ways of dealing with it. I analyze everything because I happen to be a Gemini and so I'm up in my head a lot. Um, but yeah, we overthink things. That's certainly one of the ways. Um, people who get very distracted with, they can't seem to focus well, that's another example of being ungrounded. Um, or Now, there's a difference between spacing out and allowing yourself to um, use your imagination. That, they're very different qualities and abilities. But when you space out, you just you aren't present. Like you use the word being present. When you're spacing out, you're not being present. So that's another example of being ungrounded as well. Um, people who feel a lot of worry or anxiety um, perpetually, not just once in a while. Of course, we all feel it once in a while, but when you experience it regularly, um, that worrying sensation, um, that's another sign of being ungrounded. Um, You know, being focused and obsessed kind of with your things. Again, you know, we think of things as physical, and so it would seem that would help to keep you grounded. But when you go overboard with it, you know, I must have this or I have to do that, those are examples, you know, at least in the non-physical way of being ungrounded. But then there are physical signs as well if people are ungrounded. If you're a poor sleeper, that's a sign of being ungrounded. Um, chronic pain or fatigue. You you often deal with the fatigue part of it, but because there's so many things that you're doing. Um, but inflammation. Not anymore. I feel like I no? really. Well, honestly, this year, like cleaning out my gut and doing nutritional response testing was like really helpful for my energy level. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that. 
I think a lot of like what we eat is super important to being grounded, like like eating beets or eating like like very rich foods that come from the um, the ground, like the rich vegetables, mm-hmm. is really. And I say rich, and people are probably thinking like cake and brownies, but I mean like <laughs> like dense nutrient, like rich foods that are healthy for you, like you know leafy greens and beets and like stuff like like even potatoes, like that's grounding type Maybe food, right? right? Like, um, right. I mean, meat can be too, but like I, you know, I'm I don't eat meat, but yeah, ultimately. I, I I don't know. I'm not claiming. I'm claiming that I'm complete with my fatigue issues. I'll just put it that way. So sorry to oh, correct great. you in real time. Okay. Keep, going, no, that's keep going. Yeah, but that that is an example. People who do feel fatigue um, often, you know, might be because of poor sleep. So they kind of go hand in hand. But um, and poor circulation is another example. But that also has to do, you know, a bit of the inflammation. You know, whatever it could be, leaky gut or anything. Um, those those are just all physical signs of when someone feels ungrounded. Um, some of those things may show up for you. And so, you know, when when you try the grounding exercises, that actually it not only improves the blood flow and elevates your mood, but it can reduce the emotional stress we often feel, um, as well as reducing inflammation. So, and it boosts yeah. the immune response. Whatever we do, anything we can do there helps. So. Well, I mean, grounding is so important for the immune system, for sure, and mm-hmm. just overall health and wellness and, like, being able to make decisions and being able to, like, feel like you're in the world and belong to the world and, like, you're using – I always say, like, when you use your whole body, you use your power. Like, you can't just use a portion of your body. We have a whole body suit for a reason, and mm-hmm. so we have to – use all of it and um and honor all of it really but so the ways i experience being grounded like i'll drop things i'll spill things i'll walk in the walls i used to walk in the walls a lot as a kid (laughs) which used to tell me and like i think some of that is like just being more like there are people who are very ethereal or very um i don't know i see it sometimes in the spiritual like personal development world where people are very like oh it's all good and like that I'm like oh my god do you feel your feet like you know and I and then I see people at corporate America who are just like putting out fires and like talking really fast and then like whoa let's like breathe (laughs) let's slow down um so I think there's like lots of different ways to know when you're ungrounded sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not as easy at least for me to know when I'm fully grounded like I always have to do grounding after I fly because I just feel like, you know, being in a plane and an airport and all around all the people and grounds me. Like being in large groups definitely helps me. Like I get ungrounded. So like mm-hmm. my biggest way to ground, which we'll talk about ways to ground. I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's definitely with the animals. But I do think that sometimes when you're ungrounded, like you can also we did a another podcast episode on energetic protection but like there can be entities influencing you and then you can get you can be ungrounded like dropping stuff is a sign and like you know bumping your head is a sign but like ultimately you know we want to stay grounded because we do a lot of things as humans we drive cars and we you know take care of beings that need us and like so it's really important to to stay grounded and um 
you know, I think that you can often tell when someone is and isn't grounded. And so it's important to, you know, just notice it and like it, and you can ground with people if you see it. I think kids need so much grounding these days because they're on technology all the time, most of them. Mm-hmm. And they are like, at least through pandemic, we're kind of cooped up. So, like, again, we'll get into my favorite techniques, but, like, I think it's important they get outside. So um, I grew up outside. So I felt like even though I was kind of an ungrounded kid because of being more, like, in this astral level, <laughs> like, I had the outdoors daily to help me. So, um, By the way, all children are generally more in the astral level up to certainly yeah. the age of four, but even up to seven they really do live more on that astral plane. And they, we all go in and out, all of us as humans, we go in and out all the debate in the astral level. But the bottom line is, is that children predominantly live at more of that alpha little level. And one of the things I was thinking when you were talking about, you know, we drive in cars and we're taking care of people and stuff. Um, a lot of times if you listen to meditation uh, tapes and things, they will say, do not drive a car while you're listening to this. And the reason is is because you have been put into that alpha level. Yeah. Yeah. And so we are not grounded and that's why we must be aware of it. So, well, and like, I, I say I'm not a morning person, but like ultimately it's because I'm still very much in this astral realm and it takes me quite a while to like actually land back in my body. And I find that, you know, like I can't formalize my words in the morning and I can't really function and like I can't expect much of myself in the morning because I'm really not in my body. Um, And the other thing that we probably did cover, there's no sense, but like at least mentioned is like when there's trauma, people are in a trauma traumatic situation, people can disassociate and leave their body and they're not grounded then either. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, that's sometimes like an automatic response, right. Of the nervous system. The, like the flea is really like, I'm popping out. Like I can't handle Mm -hmm. this. And um, the goal, you know, like the body knows what to do. It's got so much incredible wisdom. And then the goal is like, to not to learn to like regulate the nervous system so that we don't do that in like little situations where we don't need to we're not in trauma but the body thinks we are and Mm -hmm. to get grounded so that we actually feel like oh i can hold my power i can hold my energy i know how to make decisions quickly i know how to take care of myself um i was saying to a client yesterday it's like about relaxed alertness that you can scan and not be hypervigilant, right? But a last alertness comes from being grounded first, right? So mm-hmm. because we don't think our way into relaxed alertness, we feel our way into it, and we feel our way into it by being in our feet, which, again, the horses show us how. We'll get to that. But, um, yeah, oh, my God. I obviously could talk about this for a while because <laughs> I get very excited about – I just feel like my life purpose is present. Like, it's kind of that simple. And then – I had such a hard time being present for most of my life for different reasons. And I just like, you know, so grounding, being humming present, important stuff. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And then how do you, Critical like, for you, do you also, like, do you have a way to, like, pattern interrupt when you're overthinking? Like, what's your, like, because I remember recently you and I were together and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go for a walk. And that, like, really helps ground mm-hmm. you too. Yeah. Yeah, and I do. And, and you know, from, 
I don't get outside in nature the way you get, but even just getting outside, just breathing, you know, the air that's not the same air you're breathing in the house all the time, just getting outside in, in a yard or walking around the block, whatever it would be, it does. It interrupts the, whatever we do. You know, if we're conscious of it, we interrupt the pattern that it is that we're experiencing. So, yeah, that that's a good one for me, just to always just get outside for a little bit, interrupt whatever it is that's going on. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm in this, like, positive intelligence program right now as a coach, and, like, it's so – they're doing these things called PQ reps, but really what it – they're mindfulness practices, but a lot of what they are is, like, hold the body tense and relax it, breathe, like, pay attention to your surroundings. And a lot of, like, that – like, his tips and his, like, practices are very much about creating – Grounding, creating, you know, and I, they help me, but, like, what grounds me the most is sitting in dirt. Like, that's my thing, but, like, not everyone can do that at any given moment, especially living in concrete jungles like I used to in Los Angeles. So, like, you know, it's definitely, um, yeah, it's definitely something that um, there's lots of different ways. Um, and, like, what's so cool is that there's so many apps now, too, right? Like, there's Calm and there's Headspace and there's, um, you know, there's this program that I just mentioned, Plus Intelligence, and then there's, like, YouTube where you can literally at any moment put anything on and have your own right. sound bath and breath work and meditation and breathing. And so, like, there's a lot of ways that even if you aren't going outside that you can just, like, tap in to some grounding. so yeah. And okay. I think probably I you... the simplest one, as you said, is breathing. I mean, because you can do that yeah. in an office. <laughs> you don't have to be around them. You can do it on a bus or a train. Just well, blow your breath down and breathe. easy, but like many of not us easy. Like It's not easy. It's simple. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I didn't even know I was breathing incorrectly until a chiropractor like corrected me years and years ago. Thank God, mm-hmm. because he's like, "Uh, you're breathing in the wrong way," and I'm like, "Oh my God, this is probably why I have more anxiety than I need to. I'm not yeah. breathing correctly." Like my and body is doing the opposite. Yeah, and women especially tend to breathe in the upper part of our chest. We don't do the belly breathing, and so therefore, when we take a deep breath, it doesn't push the diaphragm up enough to actually release the old air and then to bring in the new. So women especially, and you can catch yourself, just put your hand on your chest, put your hand on your belly. Does your belly go in and out when you breathe or does your chest go in and out? And generally speaking, women particularly um, breathe very shallowly. Um, there's there's another, Just a, I just thought about it, a little technique. If you look in the mirror um, in Chinese face reading, if you look... When you look at the mirror yourself or someone else, if you have a bit of a hollow indent in the lower part of your cheek, if it gets hollow, that is often a sign of someone who is not breathing, not getting enough oxygen into their body. In other words, not breathing deeply enough. You can check yourself out on that. You don't need anybody to do a face reading for you. But, um, yeah, that, that's a, an example of it, to see this little hollow on the, the bottom part of your cheek usually toward the back if it's hollow. Anyway, just another connection for breath. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. The face reading stuff, we could do a whole episode on yeah, that. Even on that. I know <laughs> nothing. So I'll just sit and listen the whole time. But um, no, no, I love it. True. So, okay, we have a lot of techniques in, in 
this handout that you started to create or that you have created. And then I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if people want to get it, maybe like could they email you for it? I'm thinking that might Uh, be best. Yeah, that probably be best. At this point, we, um, there are many changes going on in the metaphysical center. And so we, we haven't even put any new things up on there for a while. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, so I'm not sure that I can get it up on the website, you know, quickly enough. But yeah, like certainly email, and you can you can even still go through the metaphysical center. There's a place to. And I maybe I can put this on my web, on my website too. So sure, and that's mine a good is idea. Kate, get through to either of us. So mine is katenelligan.com, and then my you could email my mom at Peggy M Nell at aol dot com. Uh, okay. And we could always put those in show notes. So here we have, there's a bunch of grounding techniques. You have a bunch. And then I'll give you my fave from the animals. Um, mm-hmm. But why don't you start with some of these? We'll spend kind of the rest of this time giving people some tips. And go ahead. And if you're listening, grab a notebook and jot some of them down and do what works for you. Like I look at some of these and I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I've done most of these at this point, which we'll cover. But do like what works for you and what feels best for you. And like, I highly recommend that you like do them with a partner because you'll start to, it's more fun. Like I had another equine coach out of the ranch recently and we just laid belly down on the ground with the trees and like that really helped. Um, but we were like specifically trying to clear some energies too. But um, yeah, I, I think it's fun to do this with someone and especially it with kids, like super important um, to do with kids these days. Okay. One of, one of the things, one of the first ones when you said it, <laughs> it's kind of funny, I, I, I hesitate to bring it up at this point, is take a cold shower. I'm not sure you want to do that with a bunch of other people. <laughs> but well, it is no, one no, thing you that you can not. do. You want to shower, but like that thing makes me think of the Wim Hof ice, Iceman like method, yeah. which I love. Like, And Tony Robbins does, he does hot and cold like supposedly every morning. And just shifts the nervous system. It's a little, it's actually way too much of a shock for my system. Um, mm-hmm. I love the high from doing the ice baths. Like, I think they're really great natural highs. But um, I, my favorite to ground is actually, like, running cold water over your hands and specifically getting your wrist and your pulse. And then um, taking it and just putting it, like, like a cold washcloth over your face or on your neck and intentionally like, you know, clearing off any, like too much of the mental energy Um, and just like allowing, it's also a good cleansing ritual. Like it's, you know, we talked about washing hands, I think an energetic protection too, but yeah, let's not do, we're not, we're, I don't know. Yeah, we're not doing group showers. But But the whole idea is just that if you're taking a regular shower, you know, a warm shower, just, slowly over a period of time just reduce the temperature a little bit each time so that your body does get used to it and it isn't a shock to your system but that is one one thing that you can use for grinding so for grinding, and then you how use one do you use um, the cold shower for well it says like you know often to do it for like just like 30 seconds but you mm-hmm. could say depending how long you can do it for you could do it up to five minutes but it 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 means to have your body get used to it. You don't just all of a sudden jump into doing something. You know, it's fine if you want to do something like the, the you know, the ice bath. But if you're just, this is a practice you're trying to start, you know, go slowly. You don't need to do it. 
for a long period of time. Well, and, like, I'll literally run water in a bathtub and just put my feet in there. And Mm -hmm. or, like, a riverbed is my favorite thing, which is, like, often cold. We have snow melt here. And, like, you know, putting my feet on, like, mud and water and putting it, like, that's super helpful. We do that at my friend's ranch, like, um, and it's just so much fun. She's a river in her backyard. But, uh, yeah, so, okay, I can, I'm, like, all excited about all these. What's the next one? Okay. Um, well, another thing that's very common, we've already talked about it, is using your breath and to follow your breath. So when you inhale, you trace the air as it comes in through your nose and then goes out through your lungs. And on the exhale, um, watch it exiting your nose and your mouth and be very conscious of the in-breath and the out-breath. And there's another technique through heart math, which I know you've used, and that's the idea of breathing in to not in, you're breathing in through your nose, but you're consciously breathing into your heart. And you're exhaling from your heart, and you're seeing your heart expand, and you can connect to the earth, and you can connect to the sun. Um, and that actually balances, brings it in that to your energy, whatever you call it, um, <clears throat> you know, whether you're doing Indian Ayurvedic work or Chinese, you know, chi work, um, yeah, they those will bring the, the prana that we live on. That's what actually we're alive on is that information. Um, and the breath is what brings it in. We, we think we're breathing just oxygen, but we're not. We're breathing in the other parts for our, for our other bodies as well. Yeah, we are, and there's a lot to do with breathing. I personally love breath work. Again, I use it as like a clearing. It's so funny how like clearing and grounding are similar to me in so many ways because usually when we're ungrounded, it's because we're in other energies that we don't necessarily need to be, right? Other people's egoic, lower vibration, whatever it may be, like too much thinking. So a lot of clearing is similar, I think, to grounding, but I love mm-hmm. picturing the heart as though it has a mouth and breathing in and out of it that way. Um, I love breathing with the horses. They will often come up to my clients and myself and put their nose nostril and nostril and just be like, hey, let's just breathe. Um, had a client the other day and it was very much about learning the somatics becoming more embodied and um she's like wow just breathing like really just shifted everything for me and i'm like great like that's you know that is again it's simple um but it's around the breath but i had such resistance to being with my breath for so long the way i did like being in my feet and like so for anyone that's kind of struggling with that kind of stuff it's okay and just like take it slow and over time you'll see a huge difference when you really give your breath and your feet a chance <laughs> because they're hugely important and um, and we're just not necessarily in practice of being with them, but we can be. So, And the horses are 100% in practice of being with their breath and their feet. Mm-hmm. So they're just viral models for that. One, one of the things I just heard recently, I was taking a program with Mary Morrissey. And she used the expression, and I had never really had heard it before um, in that exact way. And it's like, we think we're breathing, and that's what's keeping us alive, but you are actually being breathed by the source. 
And it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, okay, that's a different way of looking at it. You know, we are, and there was a, there was a program when I took the Astara classes, um, many years ago as well. You practiced not breathing. You, you covered your nose and you covered your mouth and you still kept breathing. And you, that's when you realize you are being, being breathed. We think we're so, you know, in control of our lives, but, um, there are many things that are going on in, in a metaphysical way that we're not aware of. In, in oh, I mean, respect. the wildest thing ever is when I went to Yogi Raj and he was like, let me breathe as you. And I literally felt something else breathing in my body. Yeah. That was not me. That's that was crazy. the coolest experience. When I was like, oh, yeah, this whole consciousness thing is legit and super cool. And I have no <laughs> idea what's really happening here. Yeah, I literally <laughs> felt him breathe as me. And, like, it was so powerful and incredible and, like, wild at the same time. And it was, like, but it's collective consciousness stuff, right? Like, you can tap into exactly. doing things. And so it's super cool. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. we could do a whole thing on breathwork. Like, I, my, <laughs> I have so many, like, I have one breathwork teacher that I, like, adore. And I used to do it weekly. I need to do it more. I'd like to do it more. It's so powerful. Just it's really deep work. So, like I always tell people, like it, like the horses and also breath work, and even family constellations. Those are probably my top three um, that I've always said I go to. But honestly, they are some of the hardest stuff you can do. Uh, you got to get brave because like emotion comes up real fast in these places, and. Um, you know, a lot of different things can come forward that wouldn't necessarily in potentially other modalities, right? And um, and sometimes you're feeling things you've never felt. And it can be really uncomfortable and awkward, but, like, the opposite side of it, once you go through it, is, like, so much bliss and so much freedom and so much power and so much clarity that it's, like, for me, it's worth the uncomfortable energy that's very temporary. Um, but yeah, I love breathwork too. Um, okay. Okay. One of the things that you mentioned that I want to bring up is when you said you were, you know, lying on the ground with, you know, this woman and your client and that technique is, is actually another grounding technique and it's actually called earthing. And I think, um, they've, they've given it a term to it and there's a whole, there's a whole um, set of products that you can buy that will help you and so on. But one of the simplest things is simply to take off your shoes and go out, shoes and socks, go out barefooted and walk in the ground. <clears throat> and that connects you. And there's a, there's a scientific reason for it. We know what a ground is, a ground wire in a house. It keeps it from if you get struck with lightning and so on. And so forth. The same thing is what's happening with us. When we are building up these um, um protons in our bodies. We get them all the time from the free radicals coming from all these different places in our environment. And by simply walking barefoot on the ground, doing what they call earthing, is one way to balance that out, to neutralize it, because we bring in the electrons then from the earth into our bodies. And that helps to balance um, what we're going through. And so it it does all the things like, you know, it takes care of sleep, it takes care of inflammation, it takes care of per circulation. These are things that um, help to work as well. So so that could be considered a grounding technique, <laughs> is, but it's separate, something separate called earthing. So. Yeah, so walking barefoot on the earth is something that, like, is super important. And honestly, like, 
there's so many times when the horses will come up to people and just like point at their feet. And I think sometimes they're probably saying like, why do you have shoes on or take your shoes off? But they'll often smell feet or touch feet. They'll touch feet to let you know, hey, you have feet, get in them. They will smell feet to see, are you actually getting your energy, your chi down from your whole body into your feet? Are you using your feet? Can you get there? And um, and then I I will myself walk barefoot on the earth. Um, I've done it around them, but I know them and I'm careful. And I think that we definitely ideally want to be barefoot in our homes as much as possible and not yeah, wear shoes all that, the time. Yeah, but they say even things like um, tile is okay but or wood floor, but carpeting or um, that is is not, you won't necessarily get the same effect of grounding that you would get if you were to go outside and, and walk. So, well, I mean, you know, being outside on the earth is the most important, but, like, I'm right. saying, like, you know, like, to not, the shoes have really disconnected us, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. if you think about women That's in high heels say. and you think about how uncomfortable our shoes are often and, like, how they constrict and, like, a lot of it is, like, these very interesting, I won't get into my conspiracy theory stuff but like i do think Mm -hmm. that there's like a lot of things that have kept humans very disconnected you know that i mean i don't know like why are we all wearing shoes even like have we even asked that question i asked my question then prepping for this like why are we even wearing shoes like yeah it's uncomfortable walking on the ground i get it sometimes but like every animal does like, so, I don't know. They I just think hooked. about these things sometimes, <laughs> right? No, but I just yeah. think about these things. Like, why we've all been taught to do it X way, but have we ever questioned it, right? And, like, I don't know, you know? Well, like, I think one of the, the problems is is what they say is that um, most of us are wearing rubber, in, rubber sole shoes of some kind that has what has uh, prevented, because rubber is, um, it's, you know, when when you think of you go back into your science classes and stuff like that, there were conductors, and rubber is the exact opposite. It's what prevents the conduction of the electricity from coming through. And so, if you're not wearing rubber sole shoes, you might be okay. Um, you know, when shoes were first made back in the day, way back, you know, they were made out of paper, papyrus, usually in Egypt and stuff. But then eventually, they were made out of animal. Uh, hide um, or leather or something along that line, but they were natural, and that's what foot coverings were were made with. But you know, ever since probably I don't know the industrial revolution, we've come to a point of using rubber-soled shoes, and that actually is what prevents the electricity from from flowing through us. Um, but you can consciously do that um, by visualizing your feet connecting to the earth, and that is one of the the trick you used a lot was standing like a tree, um, you know, getting well, your Well, before we go to the trees, let's, okay. to, let's stay on the feet for a second. Because, like, my quickest tip for someone, if you are in your shoes, if you are in a board meeting, <laughs> if you are in the mall, like, wherever you are, if you are not able to just be on the dirt, which is my number one go-to for grounding because the dirt is magical, um, my number one is literally to just wiggle your toes inside of your shoes. 
we can all do it right now. Like we just wiggle the toes inside of the shoes and then fully feel the entire sole of the foot actually connected to whatever floor we're on, you know, and um, to really feel the feet, be reminded that we have feet, you know, and um, a lot of people have stuff going on in the lower half of their body, but that's, you know, with the chakra, the root chakra, and the feet are like super powerful if you study reflexology and how many points there are to the rest of the body through the feet. I personally think the feet are healers the way the hands are healers, but no one talks about this. And I recently had one of the coolest things. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. And then I'm like, I'm just trying it because I'm that person that will try every healing modality like known to known to man, um, known to woman. But I did a massage with a woman who just used her feet. And I was like, whoa, how did you? She goes, when I finished massage school, I knew I would burn out if I used just my hands. And she's like, I learned how to do this with my feet. So she has like bars she holds on to above the massage bed and uses her feet over your entire body to do massage. And it was so wonderful because it was Mm -hmm. super grounding, you know, and and like you can get different pressure and all that. And I would imagine that the feet are actually incredible healers because they're so aware, but we really have disconnected from them. So I just feel like I also love reflexology and like foot massages and I do the ionic foot baths. Like there's a lot, again, we can clear through our feet. Um, I clear sometimes more through my feet than through my head. Now I used to clear more through my head. Um, So yeah, I just, you know, earth is our original mom. I always tell people that. And Mm -hmm. that's where all of our substance and nurturing and like support can really come from besides obviously our son. Um, So yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I had to stay on the feet for a second. And then obviously we, I love to talk about trees. Anything else on the feet, on yeah. the feet side? No, um, I can know we're running out of time here. But yeah, that standing like a tree is another basic practice that you can use for grounding. No doubt about it. Well, and you, how would you stand like a tree? Like are your, are your, is your arms up? Are they by your side? Well, that's just it. You know, I guess whatever you you want to try and do is keep your spine straight and keep, you know, your head up above your body, but that your hands can be either, you know, I often, when I stand there, I place them over my um, solar plexus region in my belly, Um, but you could put them up. There's no reason why not to, but, you know, if you want to stand there for a while, it's more comfortable if you can just rest them at your side. But the, the key is to really have all of your body weight and and tension that's in your body is that you go into the ground and visualize roots that are coming out of. Some people do it while they're sitting and visualize the roots, you know, coming right out of their buttocks and going down through the floor, the chair, the floor they're uh, on top of and going into the ground. But the whole idea is just connecting. Again, we we receive the the energy that serves our body from both the earth and the sun from the cosmos and the earth. That's we both. So we need both of those uh, energetic forms to, to bring it into our body. So that's just another another technique. I just feel like everyone forgot that they needed earth until like the pandemic. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, yeah, like this return to nature became so important. And 
for me, like I actually, being of nature, I'll plug this incredible book I was in this um, year called Nature, and it's by Common Sentience. Um, Anna Maria is the main author, but I have a story on there on trees and transformation and how I will have clients, and in this case it was a little girl who was afraid of horses, uh, hug trees. And the trees literally are transmutation experts. And trees trees have a lot to teach just sitting under them and listening to them and watching them and being with them. There's so much there, <laughs> letting go and change and growth and all the all the metaphors that a tree can bring and share. But they are so good at grounding. And so mm-hmm. I love to sit just underneath them, resting my back against them and or hug them. Um, and now you're seeing, which I love over the last few years, this advent in forest bathing and going out and literally taking mindful walks in the forest to have like the invitation of the forest to learn and metaphor and get grounded. Um, there's so much cool stuff around trees that we could do like a whole topic on just that. But yes. if you want more information on that book, definitely um, reach out to me through my website, Kate Nelligan. And I also want to plug real quick uh, a colleague a connection who is just a fascinating guy. He kind of travels around the world and does some really cool things. Um, he created a website called grounded.com, which has some really cool information on earthing. He has got a, a movie there and products. And then there's a lot of good things out there. Um, we just recently got a bunch of EMS blockers. <laughs> You know, in this document, you write quite a bit about the bioelectrical body, earthing practices, how earth is, you know, the electromagnetic um, part of earth and some of these different products because that's another whole thing is there's a lot of different earthing products like mats you can sit on, EMF blockers so that the phones and the technology, which we all have, doesn't really affect us too much and Mm-hmm. Everything's energy, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, being with the energy of the horses, I personally loved having a mini donkey for so many years because he was like my grounding doctor. That's literally what I called him. And he would just mm-hmm. help me feel more grounded than anything. Um, but the goats, my goats are very grounding for people. And um, the horses are incredible. I always say to people, feel in your two feet as grounded and strong as you would in four feet that a horse has. Right, And then they're like, oh, wow, what would that be like to walk in the world with that yeah. much intensity and power and, like, wholeness in my legs versus just, like, this thinking brain and this talking brain, right? And so a lot of grounding, in my mind, comes from being still, getting quiet, slowing down, breathing, and sitting on the earth or hugging, <laughs> hugging yeah. these very grounded beings like trees and, and horses and whatnot, so... That's my quick little recap on that. Any any pieces you want to good. share from that? No, I, you did a good job, Kate. I think that's the best thing to do. Get outside. Just put your feet on the ground. That's the most important thing. Or try any yeah. of the other tips and tools that we've shared with you. Yeah, and there's so much cool science here that I want people to have. So I feel like this is like, what, like a 
six-page document. It's so it was so helpful for me to read. Like, there's a crown exercise which I've never done, which I thought was interesting, and then just some really good information on like some of the electromagnetic pieces for all of this. So, um, mm-hmm. if you're interested, definitely reach out to either myself or my mom, and we'd be happy to help you. And um, if you are can get out near a horse, or certainly if you're near Boulder, Colorado, please look me up. I'd be happy to get you out with my animals and get you more grounded. And I find the effects last for a while, which is so cool. And I I think we need to have a practice right now because the world Mm -hmm. is um, chaotic and the light workers have to hold their space, have to hold their light, right? So... Well, thanks, Chris. This was a good, good conversation. Yeah. Thank you. So appreciate the research and information in the Metaphysical Center. Mm-hmm. So super grateful. And uh, until next time, everyone, enjoy uh, practicing some of the metaphysical tips here and enjoy becoming more of a master in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, And of course, on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.